Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Oh, here we go. Here Hour we go. two. Hour two. And Kyle's already leaving. <laughs> he's, he's claiming yeah. to put money in this meter, but I think he's just escaping. Go get some cigarettes. Yeah. And never come back. <laughs> Dad's That's, gone. Dad's gone. What's going to happen? Somebody said that uh, we should get Kyle a, a microphone, and I was like, you know, he has his own podcast. <laughs> he doesn't need. He doesn't need uh, ours. Um. So I, I still have topics we didn't oh, talk do you? about. Good. Uh, right. So this, this is, is hour two. This like is hour two. Did the first hour last week. Yeah. And uh, I actually just looked at my list and I don't have much left. Well, weirdly enough, uh, I barely we, we, we're going to have to go into the stuff I'm writing about because uh, that's all I've got. OK, I, I'm, I'm on a, a, a cruise I'm right on, now, right now, right mm-hmm. now. I'm 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 going only to the ports in Mexico where you can buy sombreros. I've never been to Mexico. I really want to go to Mexico. I've absolutely no interest in going to like Puerto Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Uh I don't want to meet Isaac my my bartender <laughs> and it's uh but uh it'll be it'll be fun I'm whatever. I'm scared so. of Mexico right now. It's um crazy. I was at Okay, so these are we can talk about my shows in New York 2 weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. I did Ascat. Have you done Ascat? Oh, years ago, and I did it here. How you essentially you tell a story? I right? forgot. I thought I just did stand up. Oh, that's hilarious. So, <laughs> so first of all, so I, so I'm also I'm doing the knitting factory afterwards, like at eleven thirty. So for Ask It, you stay for the whole show because right. you go up several times. Right. So then I, I was like, oh my god! I was, so that's all of a sudden now I'm worried um, about making the knitting factory show in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, you have to tell. You get up on stage and. The audience shouts out a word and you tell a story. So they shouted out a word, snow, which somehow led me to my swim coach. Oh, there you go. Okay. So then I talked about him a little bit. And then the ass catchers (coughs) did improv based on my coach. And it was like really healing. (coughs) Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Fun. I was like, man, I wish my swim team was here. I wish the girls on my team were here. They, I wish they could see this. You know? Right. Do they record it as a pod? At no, all, or? no, 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 no. Um, and then, uh, then I ran out of st- like I don't have stories. You know, I don't, I don't do many things. I live in my head. I live in a very interior world in my head. Right. You want ghosts to come back a of- year later and then not talk about them? Reference all to the back last, to the last one. Last step. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not running around doing a lot of stuff. You know. Right. I'm just I'm I'm a lady who sits in my head. So uh, (laughs) I didn't have a lot of stories. Okay. I I was I ended up somebody somebody said trumpet and I all I could think of for trumpet because I have no connection to a trumpet. There's nothing in my life that can hooks up with it. So I told the story without remembering her name about Roxanne Pulitzer. Do you remember her? Nope. She was this heiress that she's of the Pulitzer's. She cheated on her husband with the Kimberly Clark heiress, who was a female, and they had sex with a trumpet somehow. That's all I could remember. (laughs) I could tell, like, everyone at UCB is 20 or 20 to 22. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Did you know that to apply for a Pulitzer, it costs like 30 grand to submit yourself? It isn't free. not free. So all those newspapers pay that much money to submit their stories? That is the hearsay. Wow. Uh, that is the scuttlebutt. Where does the Washington Post get 30 grand to submit? I don't know. That can't be right. Well, it is. Uh, I don't have a second source. Okay. And the first source I have is just a person. Well, you're a so... terrible journalist <laughs> if you only have one right. source. Exactly. And, and, it, and I'd be a terrible journalist if my first source was Wikipedia. Because <laughs> I'm going to want a second source. It's... Um, yeah, that's uh, so that's cool though. How was the knitting factory? I it love was that fun. Show. Yeah, it was. It since it was President's Day the next day, mm-hmm. it was standing room only. And yeah, everyone was standing. Um, and uh, a lot of standing in that one. Yeah, I've never been there when it hasn't been standing. Oh, room. really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Um, and it's in Williamsburg. It's it's very. Mm-hmm. It's such a William. And it's weird. Like both 
both at this, I was at the stand the night before and at QED. I was at QED yeah. that night. Oh, um, I love that. I love that too. But every show, there weren't any parents in the crowd. Oh, really? Oh, they were just Ute. They were, I they mean, were, they were just at a club at QED, which is a performance space and the knitting factory. It was right. all, it was all just young comedy fans. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, I'm sure there were a couple that didn't raise their hand yeah. or didn't want to participate. But not enough. But it, it's so, it's so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that to be a very un, uh, New York phenomenon lately, you know? Yeah. Where there aren't that many parents going out. Well. Or, or older, older people going out to comedy clubs. Yeah, yeah. Is that something we need to worry about? Thank God I have a son so I can do an, another generation of dick jokes. <laughs> right. All about his dick. Yes. What? A, yeah. What do you mean? What? Yes. <laughs> yes. I That's did I get the new generation interested in me. <laughs> Talk about my son's genitals. God, don't make no junk. Uh, I, um, the, one of the first times I ever did that, the knitting factory Bartunde Thurston? Yes. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Uh, he was. He had just come off of editing The Onion, and he had written a book called How to Be Black. Yeah. And I loved his set so much that I was talking to him, but he was trying to sell his book. Oh. So I cock-blocked him. <laughs> oh, he was, do- th- he was doing merch after a show? Yep. Oh. At the knitting Everyone factory. Everyone is then. Then, well, well. So seems- he had copies of his book? Yeah. Wonder and- how he got them. Was he selling them for more? Uh, uh, I felt so guilty that I was cockwalking uh, his sales. I bought one, and it was twenty five bucks. Oh yeah, they're, they're not twenty five on Amazon. So yeah, he probably bought his own book because you only get like t- ten copies from your publisher. Okay, and you have to buy your own stuff on on Amazon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he probably bought a bunch and then yeah. sold them for a little bit more, but it, with an autograph. Yep, the old and, personal uh, touch. It's a great book. How to be black? Really? It's a really great book. It's it's mostly memoir. And then it's a couple of essays about um, just like how to be the black best friend and how to, you know, how to <laughs> be, funny. you know, whatever. It, how many, an old Lenny Bruce bit. No, I'm whatever. <laughs> it's, how, how, how long is it? It's uh, probably, th- you know, it might be three, 320, 280. How many words? Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, as, an, as an unpublished author. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> how, how many words how many, is, is 35,000? How thick is it? Isn't it? It was hardcover. So it was it was probably uh, three quarters of an inch. Okay, to an inch. I yeah. bet that was like fifty. Yeah, fifty grand. Fifty thousand words. Is that what you're going for? No, you're going for thirty five. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, hmm. Okay. So, but it was a, it was a it was a delight that book, and it was a revelatory because I probably read it five six years ago. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I've done that. You know, like when you learn. Yes. <laughs> there's nothing. There's, to some extent. Nothing there, more embarrassing than the, learning you were that person. Yeah, you think you're you that weren't. person. Yeah. It's not like. I'm too cool. I'm too woke. I would never do that. First of all. Yes. No. And uh, it's. Uh, yeah. It, it wasn't anything horrible. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't asking to touch people's hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was something almost as dumb. Just where you're like, just just expectations of not treating every single person that comes up to me as a person. Right. Instead, looking at some sort of weird history book version of, you know, whatever the noble. You know what? I read this uh, a little bit of this article today. It's, it's a review of Get Out. Have you it's a Jordan Peele's movie. Okay. Uh, from Key and Peele. He directed oh, the movie. Okay. And it's, they said what it's, what's really cool is it's um, the main character's black. He's in a white suburb and he, um, he's scared. And it's oh. like, you never see, when you see a young black male on screen, he's always like, he's the guy that's scary. Yeah. And they're like, and this, he's scared. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, uh, it's just a, it's a twist. A different way. You know, we that that uh, a black male hasn't been portrayed on screen that much. You know, right, right. And how how having the other portrayal be the dominant one potentially leads to your George Zimmerman's freaking out and shooting oh, Trayvon then Martin. Every, everyone and, thinks, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone thinks that that is every yes young black man where they're just p- people. I mean, it just I was thinking the other I don't know about a year ago when I just started having to watch a lot of videos that people took on their phones. 
uh, with cops. <laughs> and, oh, right, um, right. and so I was like, so what I'm learning here as I watch one after another after another of those videos is that if you are a 13-year-old man-child, you never get to be a child. You have to think right. every time you go outside, oh, I have to make sure that my hands are in sight, that I'm not too much attitude. I have to give them no excuse. And then sometimes you give them no excuse and it's just some monster who shoots you yeah. down anyway. I mean, so. I, it's what I worry about my son. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's tall and, um, he's tall for his age and yeah, you know, I have a joke about, about, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I worry about how he's perceived by cops. Yeah. You know? Yep. Why wouldn't you? It's, uh, yeah, I and I, I, I had this epiphany. I was because I'm working on just all new material right now, mm-hmm. and um, it has to be something. I'm just changing the subject. Go Is, ahead. Uh, the, yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I just got very depressed. Right, there's no reason for that, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I could have kept us going there. Let's not. So I was thinking about how, um, I, it has to make me laugh. Right, the, right. the premise. And sometimes the premises are so big that I can't wrangle them down. I can't wrangle them down or they don't ever or they're too small in my case. Like it's you you create a a joke that is surgical. You know, it's a setup. It's a punch. Mm -hmm. It might be three or four lines, but it is it's a it's its own story in in that. And it is done. Right. And I have um, like that the joke about how I want to pet your service animal. Yeah, I turned that into a novella that I <laughs> that I cannot seem to cut down into anything. First of all, because maybe the joke is just I want to pet your service animal. Yeah, punchline. Call it a day. There's no reason to go. You know, you know? that's what I'm learning is sometimes there's not a part two. Right. right. Sometimes it, you're you're in and there's you're out. There's not another angle. And the next joke. It doesn't have to, there's no segue, mm-hmm. you know, you just got a nice short joke <laughs> nice that short people joke. will laugh at, but it's not going to, if you're doing a five minute set, it's not going to move your set in any direction. It's just going <laughs> to add another laugh, which is fine. That's fine. But then you still, you know, you still yeah. have to fill four and a half minutes. Yeah. So it, it is weird when a joke doesn't have a tail. That, yeah. Or any sort of limbs that you can connect it to another joke necessarily. Or, right. You know, or it just hangs on a very, you know, I have a kid. Here's joke, 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 yep. joke, joke. And then it ends and there's no, there's no follow through to the next yeah, there's no n- natural thing. Yeah. But, you know, those are, those are a relief to have every once in a while. Yeah. So you know? people like, people like a setup punch joke. Yeah. And they're great on a TV, TV set, you on know, a TV set. They work just fine. Yes. And you don't have to pat them. I think if, if you have, if you just wrote a little tiny short one, you know? Yeah. And, or if there's more to that joke, it could be about something else about dogs, you know? Right. Or like, or something else about or petting, petting. No. <laughs> No, you're right. Once you go into dogs, you're, you've you've gotten potentially yeah. gross enough. Right, right. I yeah. think nobody and needs you pull up the plane. <laughs> nobody needs <laughs> to keep diving into the sea, and uh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. And this other bit that I'm working on is a, about consensual married sex, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. I did it the other night, and it accidentally turned into this hack joke. Have you ever had that happen where you're just working on a joke and then you're like, oh, and then I did the hack you ba- line. You back into hack? I back. Sure. I just beep, 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 <laughs> beep. I just fucked myself with this joke because it, it turned into how a joke about how men want to have more sex more often than women. And I was like, oh, my God, that's covered. <laughs> that has been addressed. I think that has been These addressed. poor young comics coming up. Everything <laughs> has been done. Right. You got to Well, you got to just make it personal. I know. You but, know? you know, the, that first wave didn't have to make anything personal. Jerry wow. Seinfeld was the least personal comic ever, right? Right. And, but he 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 did he he did microsurgery on so many things that if you want to touch that, you know, bump up against something he's done, you have to really make a personal for people to not go, "Hey, Seinfeld is something like that." You know, I feel like his stuff though was is is more is is currently because uh, he still does stuff about it. Right. You know, is that 
it's all to some extent it's about delivery because it is it's an open ended his the stuff is very general right it's I saw right. a commercial punk rockers look like this yeah right and then he has an awesome twist and there's an opinion and it, whatever happens right it's a joke yeah but I think that George Carlin did that to some extent it was also observational yes and the only reason he was never considered an observational guy was because he also did ranty stuff right about politics and and social justice parallel to it yeah but I think so, I bet you Car- Carlin did affect Seinfeld Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just because he was a little observational. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And although he he uh, he had more visible anger, Carlin did. Oh, yeah. And then Seinfeld is super smooth. Yeah. Just yeah. That's Teflon. It's like, that's like a stone that's been in a river for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. You could skip a you skip like well, I'm just reaching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, she backed into hack. <laughs> I went to when I was in New York. I um I met with uh, an agent, you know, yeah, to talk about potential stuff. So a showbiz like a agent, yeah, mm-hmm. someone in show business. Yes, oh, yes, interesting. And then uh, I went to the. I popped by the Muslim march, the I am a Muslim too march. Oh, good. And good. um, so I'm listening. You know, it's pretty full. There's a lot of people, and there's a platform way, way down on. I was on like 49th and Broadway, and maybe on 48th or 47th. There's a platform, and people are introducing. Oh, speeching, and yeah, yeah. And I'm like, God, that voice is familiar. And then uh, it turns out it was Judy Gold. What? Yeah. Hey, or uh, yeah. Let's just do it. Let's, Let's do, just it. do that, it. Judy That's a, Gold is our comic, comic of, of the, the week. week. Judy Gold. She has been around f- since I d- did stand up, and there used to be like this. Um, John Fox, uh, the booker, Which one? not the, booker, the comedian. Not the comedian. <laughs> That's his last name. Is the booker, not the comedian? Um, he used to publish this uh, this uh, San Francisco based comedy um, newspaper, I guess, called Just for Laughs. Right. Not the not the festival. Not the festival. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And so, like, you, that's the only way I'd see New York comics is I'd see the ads, like, the the college agents would take out ads or different um, management companies would take out ads with all their headshots of yeah. their comics. And I always would see Judy with that little curl on. Remember she had yes, a really short? I remember she, that headshot. She had this very distinct, distinctive curl that she plastered like on her cheek. It was like the 20s. And I wanted to fucking snap it off Just every time I saw snip. it. <laughs> Like, but then I moved to New York, and I'm like, "Oh my God, that's her! She's real. Yep, she's super funny. She does. She kind of like um, she very early on started doing shows, like one woman shows, right? And going in and out of stand up, you know. And she's very New York based, and yes. so she's she's just create. I don't know. She just creates income that way, you know. Yeah. She has a book about a, a um, I think about her mother, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's she's great, and it, her she's G- J E W J E W D Y Gold is well, right. That's her Twitter. That's her Twitter. Yes. I met her at Montreal in yeah. two thousand three. Mm-hmm. First time I went to Montreal and had dinner with her and Aisha Tyler. Oh wow! And Maria, and uh, that's just, a powerhouse dinner. And Sue Costello. Yeah. And um, I have told this story. I don't I remember love, it. I love this. I don't story. remember it. But it's so bad to have mentioned names. So we all. Or oh, have you told the story anonymously and now no. you're going to retell it? Now we can. I told it to Aisha Tyler to... Okay. on the Dork Forest. Okay. And she was like, because I, I think I just stopped. Yeah. I, I, everybody had sets, right? Right. So no one was drinking but Judy and Aisha. Okay. And Judy ordered a bottle of wine and Aisha ordered food for the whole table. And I knew that I wanted a lobster. <laughs> Yeah. So I knew I was spending a hundred dollars Canadian, seventy five dollars, and uh, so the uh, Maria has to leave early. So Maria says to me, "Hey, I have to leave. Can you cover my part of the check?" And she had ordered a side salad, the, and a classic Bamford, by the way. That's it. And I said, "Of course." And Sue Costello um, wasn't drinking either, and whatever. So the check comes, and um, Judy Gold says out loud, "Let's just split it." 
which is a fucking New York comic <laughs> fucking fuck fuck thing to do. And I didn't have the cojones to speak up. Wait, her wine costs more than your lobster? It was a, it was a very expensive bottle of wine, and only her and Aisha Tyler drank it. it. I love it. And uh, so uh, it was a hundred bucks each. Right. So I had to put in. It was ninety bucks each. I had to put in a hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. Ninety for me, ninety for Bamford. Uh huh. And um, Aisha went off to do a show. <laughs> Judy went off to do. A, Judy went with her. I think they were just going to keep partying or whatever. And Sue Costello and I were heading back to the hotel. Maria was already gone. Yeah. And uh, so we get in the van, and Sue goes, "Why didn't you say anything to me? Why didn't <laughs> Sue you say didn't th- say anything?" Yes. And I said, why didn't you say anything? And she said, you're more obnoxious than I am. <laughs> and I said, there's not a jury in the world that would say that. You c- not I a- want you two in a room and you duke it out. <laughs> oh, she, I told that out. story again on the Dork Forest when Sue Costello was on it. Uh, the only time I have not told that story is when Judy Gold has been in the room. <laughs> and uh, But what I like is that 13 years later, I still remember the details of that story. Because then I show up at the hotel and Maria shows up. And I'm like, hey, uh, the bill came, and we just split it five ways. And I know you had a salad and a Diet Coke. Oh, my God. But it was uh, it was $90 a piece, and I just, if you would be willing to give me 40 And Maria, who we've been friends since the dawn of man, she just, she looks at me and goes, like, I would have said anything. Here's $90. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh, good, because I was broke, you know? Yeah. So Aisha, she started in San Francisco. I believe so, yeah. yeah. No, she did. And I, I, what? Oh, I was going to say, I don't think she's been the comic of the week, but I don't know that she needs the bump. She doesn't, but you know what? (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. But she was like, when I left for New York, she was just like an MC. She was just starting. I remember we did um, a Borders bookstore in Emeryville. There used to be a great Borders bookstore down here. You got paid in, in Borders money, too. Oh, that's great. right. Yeah, you got coupons. Yeah. Or, or a gift card. But every time, you'd always buy a book or two. They'd do a set. So great. Yes. Anyway, she, um, and then I moved to New York, and then she uh, did really well. That's kind of what happens. Right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll if say. If you touch me, <laughs> you will do really well, you and I will like, continue on. You're like the the Blarney Stone. <laughs> and uh, But I will say this, is that... Um, the first time I saw Judy Gold, yeah, our comic of the week, um, was after that, and I had, I had never seen her do stand up. Her stand up, she's she's a monster. She's so mm-hmm. strong. It is just it's a it's a freaking Gatling gun of stand up. It's I love it. Very uh, yeah, totally comfortable it's, on stage. Yeah, but she, it's a it's aggressive, but yes. it's smart. Yeah, and there's I also saw her on a panel. Well, this story doesn't isn't appropriate. Well, do anyway. you think I, I, I don't know if I said this before? Maybe where I, I envy gay female comics because they don't have that thing in them that makes them want to try to make men penis. like them. Oh, that's the thing that's in them that you're missing. I'll be over here. It's the worst joke. I backed up in a hack again, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> you see the look on Kyle's face, or when I said it, it was just sort of this patient. Yeah, I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> Kyle's like a father. With... He will one day be the father of three. I think um, it's going to be very beautiful. But it's it's there's not that compulsion to be liked as much, you know. That might be an illusion. I don't know. Maybe it is illusion, but it but maybe it sure looks like it from here, you assholes. It, it's also, I think, <laughs> maybe from the older generation of gay comics. Yeah, that I noticed that, like Judy and uh, Marga Gomez, mm-hmm. where they're—I don't know—they're just much more. Maybe they had to, and I'm just—I have no just idea. Just spitballing, you guys. Maybe it was harder to be gay in the '80s and '90s than it is now. And so that forces you to really reckon with yourself earlier so that when you are on stage, you might have less doubt about who you are, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. I don't even yeah, know I don't that's know. true. Well, I mean, it's, it sounds like there's, you know, when doing stand-up in the 80s, as a woman, I, I found myself more aggressively not being a woman comic so right. much as just trying to be a comic. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Women comics who are also gay mm-hmm. 
were like, but had to talk about being gay because you talk about what you are. Or they didn't. They just sort of, sort of hit it a little bit. Yeah, but it was, it was. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. That that is a convoluted. Let's call her. Let's find out. Hey, Judy. What was it like the eighties? I know that everyone had AIDS that you loved. Oh um, my God! What the, where did that shit that come? Because that's what I remember what about is the eighties. There's nothing wrong with me. Oh my God! I remember nobody acknowledged oh AIDS, God. and a bunch of people I knew died. So. Oh. Anyway, what a hor- what a dishonor <laughs> to our comic oh, of the week. Oh, let's forget them then. Let's forget the dead. Is that oh, what I'm hearing from you? That's what I'm you? saying. Yes, that's, that's what, what just I'm happened saying. there. Anyway, so <laughs> okay, I'm out of everything. Oh, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at, Kyle? Twenty-five. Oh my God! You're kidding me. Hold on, let me. I would not have. I would not have called that. <laughs> it turns out. Did you think we were further along? I certainly did. I certainly did. We uh, we even we even shot the Judy Gold thing a little too early. Oh man! All right. Well, <laughs> what? Uh, let me. I have sets coming up. I have a boatload of. Se- Wait, so I, we're gonna get a text like, message. If I hear about your cruise one more time, I'm gonna fucking drown you. I don't want to hear about it. Until after uh, you've done it. There was a review on iTunes where someone said that they didn't like that I mentioned Maria so much. And I was like, well, you be friends with her and then you'd get to fucking mention her. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. And um, Did you respond? I did not. Uh, on iTunes, you really can't. So. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I have nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's find out. I, uh. Well. First time you felt like you were really good at this. Stand up, not podcasting. First time I felt like I was really good at Podcasting. Like that's a thing. (laughs) Oh my God. Are we going to take questions on on the the Monday that will have been gone? If it goes like this, we will. (laughs) If we're at 25 minutes, we should probably tweet and ask people what they would want to ask us. No, no. Oh, I don't want to know. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Okay, so. I I got laughs early on, but I did. I thought I didn't think I was good. I thought they were accidental. I didn't take credit for them for oh. like twenty five years. Oh my god! I thought I was amazing right from the get go. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And uh, guess what? I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is the is the crux of it. But um, and then I but, would but meet. it was it was also like I didn't know how to control when I was getting laughs or not. Like. Uh, like that's, I, yeah, like that's, you kill that's and you be like, okay, why did I kill? And then, what happened? And yeah, yeah, and how come I can't replicate that and know that I'm going to replicate that at the next on the next set? Like that's that's you go the into skill, every set going, oh my god, is this one going to work or not? I hope it. I hope it works. And now it's like I, you know, I know what I'm doing. Yes. And I, I think I can replicate pretty well. No. Or, if, or if not, I kind of know what the problem is. No, you know. I, I love that uh, that that thing about because you would go up and you're like, it's gonna go great, and then it wouldn't. You were like, I don't know what I did wrong. I, yes, or it would go great, and you're like, I don't know what I did right, but I'm obviously I amazing. That's the worst. Is I don't know what I did right. Yeah, because you can't. I never thought about it like that. I only yes. thought about it when I did it wrong. Right, because you 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 can't make yourself <laughs> do it again. You right. Know? I mean, you can almost figure out what went wrong and try to make that never happen again. But what went right? That's yeah, just right. I never it's the stars. You right. Know? You're overthinking it. And then but eventually, you know, if you do enough stand up, you're you're standing in the center of the seesaw and you can and you right. Yep. You can you can balance it better ever with every joke. Mm-hmm. And you're like, because like the other night I'm doing a set and, it, and I felt like the new stuff wasn't going to work because the mm-hmm. people weren't there for it. And I felt myself sliding into, well, do I care? I mean, literally in my mind, I was like, what are the stakes here? Do I need to say the new things out loud more than I need to get laughs? Or do I need to get laughs? Do I need to entertain these people more than I need to say the new stuff? And it turns out I wanted to make people laugh. So I went to the vault and I did I did some, some older jokes and I didn't worry about the new stuff because there'll be another set. Yeah. To work on the new stuff. Um, also, you know, people deserve a good show. 
Totally. And this might be the only time someone's, you don't know who's in the audience. In LA, might be their it's first a little show. bit. Yeah, or their first show seeing you. I mean, you think, oh, everyone's heard this bit, you know, because you've heard yourself say it a lot, yeah. you know, in this yeah, yeah. city. Right. If you haven't left it that much, you know. <laughs> right. But somebody hasn't. I did uncab. And, and if you're yeah. still, if you're still trying to figure it out, you know. But maybe this is the time you figure out what that silence means, like that what little space in between one word and another word, whether it, whether it can lead to a different road or not, you know. But you have to keep paying, be continually paying attention to material and yeah. not be like, oh, I'm just doing this thing, and I know, I don't, you know, you're, like when you do a joke that's really old and that someone has a note on it, it's like I'm not improving that one. <laughs> I'm trying to kill that joke, right, right, you know. Right. But if you're still in the mode where you're like. I, I'm still trying to make this one a little bit better or tighter, you know. One of my favorite things is in between both of those when the joke just works every single time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I want to ride that wave right now. And that's the wave I'm going to ride. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's, yeah, it's fun. It's no, yeah. fun to, it's no fun to bomb and have all the new stuff go nowhere and have people stare at you like, wait, weren't you the person who just told a good joke? <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> Did you just have a stroke right now? <laughs> Did you remember something sad? But it's weird. I I I have this this new joke that it, I think you referenced it because it's a very it's a very set up punch boom done yeah. on the earlier podcast, and uh, it was working and then it stopped working, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I just added one word because the um it kind of needs to sound like a newspaper headline mm-hmm. to let people know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I just added one word to describe the church mm-hmm. and that made it bulletproof. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. So instead of saying uh, on the front steps of the church, mm-hmm. on the front steps of a nearby church. Oh, wow. And then that makes you think of those headlines where you've heard people have done that. Right. And the word nearby is, for some reason, it's, always in the headline. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like area man. Right. You know, you area, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Very much but, so. Uh, so that that made it very consistent. Yeah. That's just so strange, you know? At the beginning of this week, one joke wasn't working. And uh, as of uh, yesterday, it, I got it to work. And, and what happened? Why? Well, I think... With that joke, it was it was timing, you know. It mm-hmm. was this. It's the it's there's there's a part where it's in the genocide bit, right? And mm-hmm. so in the middle of the genocide bit, there's this sort of line from my grandmother that is just depressing. <laughs> and well, it's yeah, or it's just, a great line, though. Yeah, it makes you want to change the world. What your grandmother said. Right. Because she wasn't kidding around, you yeah. know? And um, so, but the joke that works now and didn't in the beginning, and it worked in the very beginning, you know? It's, it probably works on the Isn't album. It weird where stuff works? And then you kind of go, all right, that's done. And then you, then all of a sudden it stops working. It's broken for a month you, and a half. Yeah. yeah. You just sort of tampered with it too much. Right. And and I... There's like, it's going... Your first energy is often your best energy. Right, because you're sort of stumbling. Sorry, uh, mm-hmm. you're just kind of stumbling over the words, but the the pre- the the point comes out yeah, yeah. somewhat better, and the timing is perfect. And then you get the words better, and you f- mess up the timing. Yes, and so then you have to rebuild almost from the the studs up. Yes, and so what I did was I I found a way to talk about why. She would want me to do that type of thing. And all it is, is it's exactly, it's three short sentences. Mm-hmm. And the three short sentences get funnier and funnier and funnier. to the Because the, one of my favorite things with a joke is when the audience kind of gets it almost before I say the punchline. Yes. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. you're heading toward it. And they're like, oh, 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 I see. And yay. Yeah. And so then it's, then it's done. And so that's what it's doing to some mm-hmm. extent. But they're still thinking about the powerful thing my grandmother said. Right. So th- there was a little bit of resistance of laughing at that joke. Yeah. And I might, 
have broken through it. I might have, because I want them to laugh, obviously. Of course. I don't want uh, the middle of my act to be the uh, national anthem, please. <laughs> uh, some sort of weirdo Magoo, like, oh, I brought a flag out, you guys Too should powerful. stand. Yeah. Yeah, it's what, what you were saying is that is when there's just like, people are applauding for the wrong reasons. Right. I don't, it's... I, I remember when I was working on my dead dad stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when a waitress would take an order while I was saying my dad died, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Do you know what I just said? And you know that I just went through a Diet Coke. For- like, yeah. and then I, in, I knew I was okay with it when I could just, you know, treat it like a normal joke. Right. And yep, she's going to you know, barge in on this one and yep. take the drink order while I'm, t- I'm telling the setup mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, but for a while I w- it, cause it was so close to the bone. I, I could hardly say it. Right. You know? And, and, and if the timing got messed up by somebody coughing in the middle of it or yes. the waitress yeah. and you're like, it's too, it's too, it was too big it, or you weren't, Far enough for yeah. You were, I wasn't big enough for it. Yeah, yet. you weren't big you enough. You get bigger. For it. Yeah, you get up on stage. Keep <clears throat> keep keep saying those jokes. Saying the if you're t- talking about a t- tough topic, just mm-hmm. keep practicing saying it. Pre- keep practicing your mouth saying those words. Mm-hmm. You saying those words without crying. That's your first yeah. step. Then you <laughs> saying and you say it smiling. You say I don't give a fuck. You could drop a glass in the middle of this joke. I'm still right. gonna tell it. You're like you just get stronger. Joke. You get more calluses on, and then. The more comfortable you get, the more comfortable the more comfortable the audience gets. Yeah, I swear when I when I was touring, when when I was just going on the road doing cancer jokes, yeah, the audience would like stop and I and I was like, the reason I came up with the idea with it for the special was I thought, oh, they can't handle these jokes in the middle of a set, so I'm going to call it. But now I can I could probably do. You, Any you could of those pull, stuff yeah. in the middle of a set, I wouldn't need a special. Yeah, because now I'm pretty skilled at telling those jokes. You're kind of bulletproof on them. Yeah, and it's or not... that topic. I don't yeah. really tell most of them at all anymore. But I don't know. It's strange. I I, I I misattributed the audience's apprehension to them. Right. Really, it was me. Yeah. Now, it worked out. <laughs> it did work out. But still yeah. available on CISO, you guys. Amazon yes. Prime. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you. And, uh, yeah, that's why I did all the political stuff up front, um, on your CD, on the, on the CD. and it, you know, if anybody listens through those first 15 minutes, it, the, they should enjoy it because the last 45 minutes are regular jokes. <laughs> so <laughs> is that what, how you split up the audience, the, well, the album, regular I, jokes <laughs> and those first 15 minutes of shock, just shockma. I'm just going through just and it's funny because uh, the I got the first draft of sort of the write up from the label. Yeah. And it's entirely about the political angle. And I was like, "Okay, you can you can talk about that." Yeah. Because it has to I think it it does kind of have to be addressed. Yeah. But I think the last 45 minutes have to be acknowledged. I spent 3 years writing those jokes if yeah. we could please acknowledge that those are sweet sweet jokes. <laughs> Those All are good right. jokes. They're not. They don't. They're not going to change the world. They're not going to make you want to march, but that's they're going to make what? you want to laugh. Do we and have to write jokes to change the world now? No, no, we don't. Uh, like, can can we just do a regular special where you tell jokes? You know, does it have to be? Does it have to be change the art form? Does it have to be three mics like Neil Brennan? You know what I mean? Does it have to do all that stuff? Can you just fucking, when you get an hour you like, which should be at least six years from now, you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> then, like to, yeah. Then tell jokes. Just tell yeah. them. Yeah. T- I mean, whatever whatever you write is whatever you write. Of course, I have seen that. We were, I think we talked about it last God knows when we talked about it. It could have been 40 minutes ago or 12 minutes ago, but seven hours ago. Right. And we, it was, it was that the, the jokes have to, people do feel obligated to mention it. Uh, the, the mention, the political climate and, and the injustice of the world. And it's been very hard, but I've also seen people not mention it at all. And both respond perfectly fine, like, oh, we're out watching stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about it. Or kind of tighten up. And I can't tell if that's coming from a place inside the comic who is like, I know I should be at least acknowledge it. 
But I've seen comics also just acknowledge it and it goes south. Where it just kind of throws everybody off because there's no there was no punchline. It you gotta just... stop watching comics. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you watching so Why much are other you people's watching? work? Look, I do actually love to. I was watching somebody the other night, and she was so great. I can't remember anybody's name, but uh, I I was just I'm watching. Sure she appreciates it. <laughs> this this half shout out. <laughs> everybody really loving this half shout out you're getting from. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but it it's it's great to watch people because you can kind of tell how long they've been doing it just by watching. I yeah, I don't. Uh, I have a couple. I I have jo- I have a two jokes that are slightly political, but I consider throwaways. Like I'm ready to lose them the moment they stop working. I'm yeah. not in love with them, mm-hmm. and I didn't work that hard on them. You right, know? and I'm not going to put any effort into them. They, right, I mean much effort. Uh, uh, yeah. Where did they come from, though? Did they, did they just rise fully formed from your brain? They're just little. They're one offs. They're little tiny. Yeah. They're so, little shorties. Well, yeah, and and topical. Yes, to some extent, slightly. Yeah, but uh, I I don't want to waste my time talking about because it's going to change. It changes so much, and and we're as an audience or as as, a, as Trump's audience, we're adjusting to this new you know, maniacal performer in the white house. Yeah. And, uh, it's so, changing so quickly that, uh, who knows what's yeah. So yeah. I, I, I do what you want, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste. A I wouldn't lot write of to it. I, I never do write time to it. on politics. You yeah. Know? Well, cause you can't do it on a late night show, you know? Yeah. They don't want to hear that. No, no. Th- they have to do their monologue about it. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't want to tell what anyone to do. Anyone to do. I mean, you know, too late. If, too late. If, it's if already that's what's happened. in your heart, then you got to do it. Right. Well, and, and I've seen the spectrum. I've I've seen just like everybody trying to trying to kind of trying to address it and yeah. not because if it's on your brain, that's the that's the thing you're going to write to, right? I think. But the more interesting thing is is what how how it makes you feel, how the country makes you feel right now as. As whatever you are, if a woman, if you're Hispanic, how do you feel? You don't have to focus on Trump so much, but you, but you can focus oh, on what, however you're being cornered. Oh, that first 15 minutes, I don't mention his name at all. Mm. What I do, what I, because I've never traditionally done political jokes, but they've always been vaguely sociopolitical. I mean, mm-hmm. but only, only in the fact that I address them from my my own area like you're a female on stage that yeah, is a socio political act right it's a, right i'm 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 working right Let's meet so, at the cafe after the <laughs> and really talk. i'm going to i'm going to pay for this uh, espresso with a traveler's check is that all right it's a uh, remember diners club diners club yes i'm going to bring a chicken in diners club was great for car rentals cuz they covered your accident head to toe oh yeah yeah that was worth it was an 80 dollars a year fee but i was like oh it's so worth it in case i get in a crash yeah i don't know what we're that's a good one kyle <laughs> we done. 42 oh 42 wow 18 okay well if I was headlining a show right now, I would get off stage and say, oh, I thought you gave me a five minute light. Because <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because uh, that's what do you, do you know, did you know Henry Cho? I've met him. Yeah, he he, he one of his secrets of when he was first doing colleges because you had to do an hour and who yeah. has an hour like when you're Squeaky young enough clean. when you're young enough to do a college you don't they have an you. hour yeah. you have like 15 minutes you know right. and you have to stretch right and he he would uh tell them to give him the light at 45 and mm-hmm. then he would get off and <laughs> then kind of pretend he thought it was an hour <laughs> genius it is kind of genius and yeah. then and and that hour was probably so brutal that they were like, no, no, it was probably for the best that you shaved ten minutes off of it. No, I don't think so. Henry was super likable. Mm-hmm. I don't I, like. I haven't seen him in so long. I wonder if he's still doing stand up. He well, was really likable, well, funny guy. John we Lebon have time. Stewart. I, I can, we I could can look Google it up. him. It turns I, out I have a, he probably does. He was yeah. such a clean act. He's probably doing a ton of corporate stuff. Right. I'm going to Santa Barbara this weekend. 
it'll be long gone. But I just, uh, just last minute, somebody said, you want to come to UC Santa Barbara? Oh, cool. And I was like, yeah, I've been home for a month, not really making, you know, any money, but doing a lot of sets. Yeah. Doing a lot of sets and sitting around doing a lot of podcasts, uh, you know, doing the Charlie doing the, Hustle, the 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 hero tour, mm-hmm. and uh, so That's everybody, a name. it's um, someone can, but uh, but so I'm going to drive to Santa Barbara on Saturday. I'm so tired right now. I know it. It's a it's a it's an exhausting thing, and I have a little bit of a cold. I know. I could it's, tell. Uh, we're not pleased. Not pleased about it. Uh, I actually, this is what I like to say to Andy whenever I have anything even close to a cold. I say, mm. can you feel my forehead? Am I being very brave? And, uh, <laughs> and he uh, is always like, no, you're fine. And today he said, maybe. Maybe you are being brave. Aww. I wonder. I wonder if you are. And I, uh, uh, I'll tell you the shitty book I'm reading right now. Okay. Uh, my mother-in-law gave me a Janet Ivanovich book. My mom, I've seen that that author. She's a bodice ripper, right? No, no, it's uh, my it's, mom reads like, a lot of her. They're they're mysteries. They're oh, like, yes, yeah, they're yeah. Spencer for okay. hire novels, but okay. now or ten years ago, essentially, you remember Kinsey Milhone mysteries? No. A is for alibi, B is for burglar. Oh, there, yeah, you, you've been to airports. Uh, yes. So this one, <laughs> this is Janet Ivanovich. She writes one for the money, two for the dough. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they're numbered, and uh, Kinsey Milhone. That's uh, a nice sense alphabet. of accomplishment when you finish, though, right? Kinsey Milhone, I think, uh, about Smart. letter Q started farming them out. She was like, guys, guys, I'm I'm toast over here, <laughs> and uh, but. I did. Like us right now. A I wish we bit. could farm out the last 16 minutes of this podcast with <laughs> some fresh-faced people. Do you want to, uh, Kyle, you want to go plug your meter? I thought he gave us the light. And, uh, <laughs> so, so you're reading this shitty book? So with, I'm reading. What letter? What number is it? Oh, I'm two for the, she had the number two one. Okay. So, and I, I figure if I've missed the first one, it's going to be fine. I read the Spencer for Hire novels out of order as well. Oh my so, God. Um, I thought you were using that as a joke template. That's a real Spencer nope. for Hire is a series. Yeah. Yeah. It was a book before the books aren't bad. Actually, they're not good, but they're not bad. They're just pulp. Who has time to read not bad books? Me, me. Hmm. I have uh, I have a lot of time to read some serious pulp. Well, I'm reading the, remember that Irish author? Can I guess? Oh, man, I was going to guess. Sebastian yes. Barry. So yeah. he wrote this other book that takes place in the American uh, West, like okay. an Irish immigrant that comes to the West. Sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's different. Um, is it nonfiction or is it fiction? <laughs> Oh, it's 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 fiction. Okay, yeah, it's it's like a descendant or a, a, an ancestor of one of the other families that he's written about. Sure, they're all a little interconnected, um, but you could tell he can't. He it doesn't seem like he's plotted out who with the next family member he's going to go. Oh, right. Write about it's just sort of like who who he's. Yeah, the John Jake series fell apart as well. Remember the John Jake series? No, they made many series out of them. But my mother loved them when I was a kid. They're like the rebels. It was the history of America all done. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. my mom liked those too. Yeah, yeah. There was Nancy Cation read all of them. I read the first three. Had to call it a day. Uh, and then, uh, and then she read the Winds of War. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, written yeah. by a different author, but more crap. Just the same. It's I a good way them. to get history, right? It's to yeah, follow a family. Yeah, history, yeah. It was that you're like Industrial Revolution, you know. Yeah, Anne Rice too with the vampires, right? Oh, she bit. created that that uh, that lovable vampire genre. Good. Yeah, but I mean, throughout his through New Orleans history, it kind of oh, gives you a little history of New Orleans. Yeah, too. I never did read those, but uh, maybe. Um, but anyway, so this so, is so a, you're the you're in the Wild West with some Irish dude. Yeah, who's who's gay and. <laughs> And it's 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 really good. It's different. Um, you know, there's no. I was like all I was all excited about the. You know, I love reading about the famine and stuff. Oh, right. but it's, it's you know what? Hey, they, have they you get read hungry over here? Have you read anything to the boy about the famine? No, not yet. <laughs> You're but like, no. First, dead way dogs. they describe the mm-hmm. fucking slaughter of Native Americans. Oh yeah, and the buffalo. Mm-hmm. It, you know. So common, so common then, mm-hmm. and just so gross and right. <laughs> At the very least, it was gross. Yes, uh, <laughs> let's. It's true. It's uh... well, we're going to talk about how every 
between our, your Judy Gold memories and me talking about Native Americans, we're remembering everybody who died unnecessarily. Unnecessary. Un, yep. Unnecessary death. It's true. Can we call this yeah. unnecessary podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, who, who could listen to this right now? <laughs> I've never, this is so, and both of us can barely stay awake. We're both exhausted. There's trouble. I'm not saying there's not trouble, but um, I think we're going to both get some real good bits out of this. No, we're not. (laughs) I'm just looking forward to the the aging book, the flip book of our aging process, because the next two photos have to be taken. Where are we at, Kyle, if I might be so Let's bold? Let's call it. Let's call it. How, how long? 50. We, come on. It's, you, what, Don't puss out now. What? I love that she turned on us. She turned on us now. I want time to move faster. I don't want to puss out. <laughs> well, you rise to the occasion then. Hold forth. Please. <laughs> Hold forth. I'm it's looking a... at my set lists just to see and they're all they're all exactly the same. Oh, look, I moved the order around. I'm really shaking things up, guys. I did right. feminist after uh church steps a couple nights ago. It was crazy. That is crazy. It's uh All right, I'll look at mine. I'll look at my set list and see if anybody gives a damn. It's uh so I'm I'm gonna do uh I guess I'm gonna do Marin. Hey, cool. That'll be cool. That's awesome. Nothing from Pardo again. He's like, oh, you were just on. I'm sure he said that. <laughs> Nobody said that. But everybody, cool. but I'm going to do um, Stephanie Miller. Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Kelly Carlin's uh, podcast. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm doing some, something called Movie Fight tomorrow where I yeah. had to uh, make decisions about movies, some of which I have not seen. But uh, I have done some research about these okay. movies I've not seen, so now I have opinions. It's the great thing about me, you guys. If you ask me for my opinion, I will have one. <laughs> You're doing a ton of podcasts. Aren't you tired? Uh, no, no. I, 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 let's keep going. You want to do a third one after this? I hate you. <laughs> I'm just trying to finish uh, this one. It's, um, so I wrote ri- liner notes. That's yeah. good times. Uh, liner notes on a, for a CD that will not be available until the end of March. Um, I got a lot. Of, I got. I got a little bit of flack from people who hate iTunes. They're like, "I don't like iTunes. Can I get it somewhere in some other way?" Oh, and I was like, "Can well, you?" Amazon just became available. You could pre-order it on iTunes or Amazon. Yeah. And uh, then I had some people who were like, "Well, you know, Amazon isn't that great." And I was like, "Yeah, come the, on, man. it's fucking. What else do you want? We're hard, doing as much as we can." The hard copies of the CDs probably printed in china so it's a no-win situation oh they're folks. just mad at amazon because they I, sell trump stuff no i think they're mad at amazon because amazon it's the way the their work ethic their the workers are treated oh, right yeah and then itunes there's some sort of hipster reason i don't know enough about it and then but the, the cds themselves are you in title um title J, jay-z's oh is that uh music service that beyonce oh, is single-handedly right. Keeping afloat. Keeping afloat. Uh, probably. No. Okay. No, probably not. It's, uh, I bet you are. I might be. I'm on title. Are I you? I bet you're on title because it's like part of the digital distro they usually do. Oh, good. Oh, good. I hope. Uh, there we go. That's up to Schluss. Dan. Schluss- Dan. <laughs> Dan. Why is that it's name? A- Come on. There's a lot going on all at once. There's, Schluss- There's the all Schluss- these consonants Dan coming Schluss- at you. Schindler. It's Dan Schindler. Schluss- S C H L Schlissel. Dan you know Schlissel. What? Maybe I should learn French instead of German when I move to Luxembourg. Because <laughs> if it if it's all like Schlissel, I I can't yeah, talk. I can't screwed. do it. Yeah. How is your French? Did what what did you take a, a, I took a, a little language? French. I took a lot of Spanish and then I took French because it was the same grammar and I just right. thought it would be pretty easy. A and good lateral and move. Nice yeah. lateral yeah, move. Yeah, well played. Pretty well. Thank you. Uh, have you started swimming yet? Nope. Nope. It's still, uh, still we, working. Oh, you're still working on the book. Um, yeah, still working. I uh, my son's in a talent show pretty soon. Is he? Yeah, tap dance. Play- no, tap dance. <laughs> I don't know. Piano. I'm, oh right, piano. Right. Yeah. He has to practice. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. He's got work to do. He's got scales. He's he, got to did I tell you things. when he when he finished his book uh, last night? He goes. He was. He goes. I feel so accomplished. My life is full of wonder and dreams. <laughs> 
Has I he was thought like, about- excuse me, I need to write that down on our personal blog. <laughs> it's a- I have a blog. Let him. It's it's like a secret blog I keep where I just write down things he said and things we did. Really? Make sure if I'm killed, make sure he finds it. You find the blog. Yeah. All right. All right. I've been given a task, you guys, a quest. <laughs> um, it's, uh, um, yeah, I got nothing. I'm so sorry. I wish I had something. How much time? How much? What are, what are we at? 54. We could do We're it. Doing we could do it. We're doing real good. We're doing real good. Did I tell you about, um, about the cows in Ireland? Have no. I told you that story? <laughs> no. Yeah. I, okay. They got good cows? No. Okay. Well, there's two cow stories. <laughs> So we're we're in Ireland, uh, my son and I, and uh, and w- my very distant cousins, the 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 Lane the Lane family. That's that's like the eve of my family. Okay. So Joanna Lane left Cork, and her other cousins stayed, and so those Lanes are still in the that same part of Cork. Okay. And I connected with one. And she gave me exact GPS coordinates to the old lane house. It's called the old lane house. It was two stories. It was, it was, you know, built in the 1700s. It's stone. Okay. And uh, so I, I have my son with me and we have got my dad's ashes and we're going down this path and the, and the flower bushes in Ireland are like six feet tall, seven feet tall. So you can't really see or anything. And so we, I go, Oh, there's a little path. I I can kind of see a house or a roof. Yeah, and I and I go. Let's cut across here and go directly instead of just going straight and and to the left. And so we walk in to this pasture, and um, it's a cow pasture. And I didn't realize it. And then oh. the cows are like, "What the fuck is that?" Because they don't see people, right? You know, not many. And so they started trotting over to us. And at first, I was like. Hey cows! Oh, fun cows! And then I'm like, they fuck. They each weigh two thousand pounds, and they're yeah. running towards me. Yeah. And so I go. I, I said to my son, I go, let's go. I go run. And so we we ran out of the pasture, and somehow we got in the pasture without hitting the electric fence. But as we left, <laughs> we both got zapped. Oh my gosh! It was the. So stupid. And if yeah. anything had happened to us, mm-hmm. I would still be getting trashed on the internet, being that dumb oh, American right, who brought right. a kid into a cow into pasture. A cow pasture. Okay, uh, here's a clock eater. I okay. got a couple of. Hey, I think that was a pretty good that story. Was, no, those are, in no, those were beautiful. That you know what that did? It, it blew new life into this into this podcast. So, I used to have a day job where I went door to door and asked people to donate to the internet, to the internet, to the environment. Oh my god! Please create the internet. I said that was the pitch. Yes. Um, so, and I, um, they always gave me the country roads. I love the country roads. Yeah. I would walk for four hours in between farmhouses wow. in Wisconsin and talk to people about the environment and try to get them to give me 20 bucks. And so, um, one time, uh, I, and I would always whistle for the dogs as I went up because I wanted, uh, people are like, why would you whistle? And I was like, because I don't want to be surprised yeah, by a yeah, fucking yeah. dog. So if there were dogs, I would wait and the dogs would bark and I would be off their property and they would just bark at me and then the people would come out. So I whistled, no dogs. I walk up the farm thing. Nobody at the farmhouse. They have horses. And I'm like, oh, I'm petting horses because <laughs> I am not a boy. I like horses. So I put my arm through the through the fence and I didn't know it was electrical, and I fried my arm. Oh my god! And so that's the one thing. The second that's one, what you get for saying boys don't like horses. That Kyle said it. It was Kyle saying that boys don't <laughs> like horses. And uh, oh, that's right. it was last week's uh, boys don't like horses. And then the second, uh, the other one was I tried to cut across a farmland to get to the farmhouse, so I didn't have to go all the way around to yeah. their driveway. And uh, as I was walking across this cornfield. The farmer shot at me with a gun, <laughs> and I had to turn around and run. Oh my and god! It was probably just a BB gun, or I mean, it, it might not have been a. a it wow. was, but I was like, "Well, I guess I'm not going to that house." No shortcuts amongst rural folk, I right? Think that's the rural what we've folk learned. would would like me to use the 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 thing that they'd set up. The other time we're driving, we're driving um, on this little teeny tiny road in Ireland, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's up and up and up and I can't, it, it's, it's a dirt road, right? Wow. And I'm being led someplace by my GPS, like some other ancestral place I want to go to. In your dreams. Yeah. Your DNA. And then we just stop because cows are crossing the little dirt road. And oh, right. th- then this little lady who's got to be like 60, 
she's 60, but she looks 80 because she's never used sunscreen. Right. (laughs) And she's wearing overalls and she doesn't have teeth. It's all, it's like, and she's, she's speaking in Irish. Yeah. You know, and yes, yes. And she's got like a bell and she's moving the cows along. And I said, Hey, and I didn't take her picture because I thought it would almost be, you know, oh, you're weird, different looking. Let me, you know, I just was like, I'll just never forget her. Good call. Yeah. You keep that picture in your head. Yeah. But that's a cool lady. And she got the cows out of your way. Totally. And you, yeah. Cows aren't. It was, uh, yeah. They, they got lives to leave. place. I see you're putting your things in your, in your bag. I've got my car keys in my hand practically. All right. Uh, 59. Yes. Do it. Good enough. It. Good enough, club. Now leaving nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.